Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you ever feel like no one is listening? And don't you dare say what? (laughs) Sometimes we may be sharing something very important. We may be sharing something important to someone and they may not be paying attention to what we're saying to them. There was a commercial a few years back that had a boyfriend and a girlfriend talking in a restaurant. And this, the woman was talking and talking and talking. You get the idea. And the guy was nodding his head in very attentive and meaningful ways. Later in the commercial, it shows that what, what it was that was going on inside the guy's head. He was miles away from her, thinking about something else. He had, he had heard his girlfriend talk so many times that he just assumed that he knew what she was going to say. And so he shut her off. Have you ever been tuned out like the girl in that commercial? Have you ever tuned somebody else out like the guy in that commercial? As a pastor, I know that I am tuned out all the time, (laughs) usually shortly after I start a sermon. (laughs) All of us have felt tuned out a time or two. You can relate, and you can relate to Jesus in our gospel. And for all of us who have tuned others out, we can relate to the disciples in our gospel. Jesus had just finished sharing with them about his death for the third time. He wanted a private audience with the twelve because what he was going to say to them was very important and he wanted them to know that he was serious. It says, and taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, see, we are going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes. They will condemn him to death, and they will they will condemn him to death, and they will deliver him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him. They will spit on him. They will flog him, and they will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. If Jesus had just told you that he was going to be condemned to death, mocked, spit on, flogged, and killed, how do you think you would react? You would probably say, what are you talking about? If anybody spits on you, I'll stop him. Or you might get really sad thinking about what he was sharing with you. And you might wonder, Jesus, if you're the Messiah, how can you die? And how can anyone rise from the dead? If the disciples were really thinking about what Jesus was saying, they could have had a ton of questions. If they were really listening They would have heard the heart of God. 
And the weekend that Jesus was describing to them was the heart of his whole ministry. But apparently, they weren't listening at all. For James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. James and John were not listening to Jesus at all. The whole time that he was talking to him, they were thinking, oh good, we have Jesus for ourselves. Now we can ask him what we've been wanting to ask him. How many times do we shut our ears when God is trying to share himself to us through his word and sacrament? He speaks to us through his scriptures and we have no idea what he just said. Have you ever read a chapter of the Bible because you feel like it's my duty to read a chapter a day and then you get done with the chapter, put it away, and you have no recollection of what you just read? Chances are you were reading about something that had to do with the death and resurrection of Jesus. All the Bible points to that. Jesus once said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Why? Because what he shares is important. Now, he could have been real mad at James and John. We sometimes get real mad when people don't listen to us. I don't like to repeat myself. We get frustrated and we think, they don't care about me or what I said at all. But instead... Jesus takes the disciples where they were at. He does the same thing with you and I. The Bible tells us that he is patient with us, he is slow to anger, and he shows us steadfast love and mercy. Even if we didn't understand what he was saying, even if we weren't listening at all, he still listens to us. That is convicting, it's humbling, and it's thanks-producing. You think about it, the one who shouldn't care what the other one is saying is God, not us. But there is no God like our God. This is how Jesus responded to James and John who by their question showed that they were not listening at all. He said to them, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus responded to these people who didn't listen to him with what? Listening. A part of me would want to blow up at the disciples. <laughs> what? But I am glad that Jesus didn't do that. Because from this, I know how Jesus listens to my questions. Even if they are stupid, he listens to what I have to ask him, even if it's a selfish request. We know this because of James and John's request. 
Jesus just shared with the 12 that God in the flesh was going to die on the cross for their sins out of his deep, passionate love for them. And they say, Grant us to sit at your right hand at one, and one on your left in your glory. What are they asking for? Power, position, better rank in life. He is, Jesus is truly patient and loving towards us. We rarely listen to Jesus and his word. We spend time with him. We usually do all of the talking. Like the disciples, when we talk, we are usually asking things for things that will improve our station in this life. Give me that promotion. Give me whatever. Now, this is not always the case, but it's often the case. Some of our tr- prayers are truly selfless and loving, thinking about other people. And you can be sure that those prayers, they come from the Holy Spirit within us. But when we spend time with Jesus, we should take a moment to open his word and to learn from his teaching. For for what he shares with us, he shares with us from his very heart. I love how Jesus did not give up on the disciples. And because he didn't, I know he doesn't give up on us. What he did next proves that. He ended up using the disciples' request for self-gain to once again teach about the cross. He started with the cross. They asked about power and glory. He responds, with the cross. (laughs) He used their request to tell them what he had just got done telling them. Now after Jesus clears up the fact that who sits at the right hand is not up to him, but up to the heavenly father, he teaches the disciples what he just taught them, this time using their question as a backdrop. He said, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles, you know how they lord it over them? And their great ones, how they exercise authority over them? It shall not be so among you. You're asking for a position of glory. He says, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. He lets them know what it truly means to love. He says that the greatest will be selfless. He will be as a slave. Then he shares, once again, shares the meaning of his cross and in so doing proves that he alone the Son of God, he alone is the greatest one. Jesus says, for even the Son of Man comes not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He didn't come here because 
he was greater than us and he knew that we would want to serve him. Sometimes we go to a place because we know we'll be well accepted there. That's not so with him. He went to a place where there was a need even though he knew that we would reject it. He is patient with us. It may take a lifetime for us to get the message, but guess what? He's going to keep sharing. Sometimes we will listen and sometimes we'll get it. Other times we'll be thinking of ourselves and we'll miss everything that he just said. If we don't walk away from him, he is patient enough to share with us once again. Why? Well, he himself says that he came to serve us and to give his life for us. Spend this week, spend some time this week with Jesus. Tell him all the things that are on your mind your hopes, your dreams, your fears, your doubts, and ask him all the questions that you have. And don't forget to listen. Because unlike the guy's girlfriend in that old commercial, what Jesus has to share with you is infinitely important. And now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.